You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hi, everyone. Welcome to an episode of Trash Pandas. I am your lovely co-host, Lindsay, and this is my other lovely co-host, Lauren. We're here to talk about everything that's trashy and trending. Um, I have three shows that I definitely need to talk about tonight before we even dive into 90 Day Fiance, but I'll let you go first. So, Lauren, Okay, so I only have watching? one. Okay. Um, and that is that I finished the rest of Pen15. And if you haven't seen it, it's kind of like, imagine like you and I in school. So uh-huh. like early 2000s, like high school or like mi- end of middle school when you're like getting into, <clears throat> you know, liking boys and all that stuff. And it's like, first of all, the girls that are playing the characters, they're like, adult women okay but they're playing them in like high High school school. yeah it is so funny it is like the funniest show for our listeners that don't know when we were in high school pen 15 meant penis obviously because when you (laughs) when you write it out it looks like penis um but just for those of you who don't know that's the type of show we're dealing with with pen 15 (laughs) it's so funny though and I just I love watching it it's very reminiscent they play like all of the old hits yeah um and they go over everything that happens when you're like a high schooler in that age you know yeah well just a high schooler in general, general like learning about your body and (laughs) you know like learning about liking the opposite (laughs) sex or the same sex and like just all the things that you go through and it is so fucking funny I I recommend it like the first season was hilarious and I was like I'm not sure how they're gonna like carry this over second season is equally as amazing so if you have time watch it it's on Hulu I'm pretty sure it's a Hulu original Uh so um it's so good though. Please watch it. And then Lindsay, I know you have like a bunch. Oh You've been God. texting me nonstop. I'm so sorry. I'm obnoxious. <laughs> I don't know why suddenly I had all this time to binge watch it. So um the first one, Queen's Gambit on Netflix. It's it, it's so freaking good. It's it was rated really high. Uh, you know, a bunch of Netflix watchers are already watching it. Um at first, I was like, eh, do I want to watch a show about chess? I don't know. And then I was like, all right, I got to see what it's all about. And Oh, it's about chess? It drew, yeah. Okay. It drew right. me in. So the main character is this girl who is a chess prodigy. Um, but she has, like, a really complicated backstory, a really complicated past so we see all of that unfold and like how she becomes who she is. And it's set in the 60s. Um, and it's just so freaking good. Like there's so many like political things that are happening at that time that they address. Um, like at the time, the Russians were like the number one in the world for chess. Wait a minute. There is a musical called Chess. About like the USSR versus the US in chess tournament. Yes. Okay. I love that musical. So I would love this. So check this out. Like, okay. So it's about a woman though. And like how every major chess player in anywhere, even when she starts at like a low level is a man and basically just blows them out of the water with her knowledge about chess and she is fantastic. And, but you find out more about her and her past and like, it's just, it's so freaking good. And like, just like the costumes and the, the sets all set in the sixties, it's all done fantastically. It's wonderful. It's a limited series. So if you're like, I can't really get into a whole new series right now, it's limited. So there's not going to be another season. I think there's seven episodes. It's going to wrap up nicely at the end. It's wonderful. I highly recommend checking out that actress. Cannot think of her name that plays. Um, she was, she did the remake of Emma. Um, oh, I don't know. I can look anyways, it up. Anyways, she's freaking beautiful and 
wonderful. And she's just so perfect in this part. I love her. Um, so the next thing that I want to talk about was the undoing on HBO. Have you seen anything about this? So Nicole Kidman, Hugh Grant, fantastic cast right there. Um, I'm sorry. Hugh Grant is the deciding factor. Well, no, for me, it's Nicole Kidman. (laughs) Nicole Kidman is wonderful in everything she does. She's impeccable. And this, um, show I cannot give anything away um and so I can hardly talk about it but it's she's married to Hugh Grant and they have like this seemingly very perfect life in in downtown New York and very quickly you realize that this is a thriller okay and it's um Oh, it's not like a, it's, it's, it is, it's like kind of like a whodunit or like, what is it? Or like, what am I watching? Like it's, you can tell it's not just like, like a psychological, it's a a psychological thriller. It is so freaking good. I I love a good psychological. I would talk more about it, but I like, I literally can't without giving anything away because the way it all unfolds is like just so fucked up and so good and like if I give anything away is it like a one a one season or it seems to me at this point that it could only possibly be one season okay however I don't know I didn't read anything about if HBO is extending this or not so it seems to me like right now it's just another limited series. Um, if you like thrillers, this is fan freaking tastic. Nicole Kidman is wonderful. Hugh Grant is wonderful. Um, the guy who plays her dad is the guy in hunger games. Who's like the bad guy, the president. Oh, okay. With the, the beard, the like well he's got like the white hair oh the white hair okay 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 yeah okay yes yeah so that's her dad in this and he's wonderful it's the the child actor that they chose to play in this is great it's really 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 freaking good it's um definitely worth checking out in my opinion I love it it's coming out um every week so you can't binge watch it so right now there's only three um episodes out um, you're going to have to wait till Sunday for the fourth episode. So it's coming out every single week. So and you Sunday can't just binge it. I know. Well, now, now, now it's, it's not. not. Now right, it's exactly. not. But last Sunday I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Cause it's getting so good. You're like, I need to know. Oh my God. It's so good. It's one of those shows. It's really good. Done really well. Of course it's HBO. HBO does everything. They always have some except for Game of good Thrones. shows on there. I mean, well, <laughs> except for Game of Thrones. <laughs> except okay. for Game of I think Thrones. a lot of people are going to send us some. Hate I mail. love Game of Thrones, but the ending was fucking trash. It was fucking trash. I, I think we can all agree it. on that. Like, yeah, I think we trash. all can agree with that. Um, so the other show that I need to talk about, this one has been out for years. It ended years ago. Um, another HBO show, Boardwalk Empire. I know. I loved that. Have show. you okay? It yeah, is, I've seen I saw why have a I couple not, of seasons, but why not, have I not freaking watched it until mm-hmm. now? It is so so good. It was one of their top rated shows at the time. Yeah. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Like yeah. I'm a big Sopranos fan, and I when I watch this, I'm like this is better than the Sopranos. Like, Oh yeah. I, I loved it. So freaking. I didn't get to finish it. So I really good. want to, but um, it is really good. It is so freaking good. What's the main actor's name? Oh, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Steve Buscemi. What, what way is he looking? Uh, Steve Buscemi is our lead actor in it. And he is fan freaking tastic. It's such a good show. The, the, the sets, the costumes, it's set in Atlantic City. Uh, it's the boardwalk, mm-hmm. like Atlantic City area. Um, but it's 1920s gangsters, like how all these gangs started forming around prohibition. It is so, so good. If you have not checked, I know I'm so late on the bandwagon on this Oh, one. my God. 
Because I know people, like, loved this show. I'm that way, too, though. Like, but, I watch shows that are, like... I mean, there's just so much to pick from now mm-hmm. that it's, yeah. like, it's hard to focus on It's an on overload. One... Yeah. So and like... then also, like, the shows that, were, like, the, that show was out when I wasn't paying for HBO yeah. and stuff like that. I was like, fuck that. Right. And then, you know, now that I'm, like, older and I'm like, okay, I can, like, go ahead and splurge on fucking HBO. Right. You go back and watch all the stuff like I had Showtime and I was like okay I'm gonna go back and watch all the stuff and I was so like impressed with so many things I was like why didn't I see this before why didn't I hear more people talking about this it's so so good and I did hear things about it at the time oh yeah like oh yeah so did I it's just one of those things you were it was like a top rated show you You were not well yeah but you were also wrapped up in all the other top-rated shows exactly. at the time. So and you just never got around to watching More easily it. accessible top-rated shows. Exactly. I mean, HBO, right, you have to pay for it. I well, mean, yeah, and, and at that time, right. it was like you had to pay. It wasn't extra HBO Go. Cable. Yeah, right. it was extra cable. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm already spending $200. I'm not trying to spend right. 250 Exactly. So, but that show has just been wonderful. And I'm so glad that I finally sat down and started to watch it because it's so so good yeah i mean it's it's fantastic like seriously i don't know what you're doing go watch it um all right you ready to dive in i'm ready we're okay ready so yeah like a month exactly (laughs) like we have been so off on 90 day because we were covering the vow which took way longer than expected so we're kind of just gonna do um, a recap for the last three weeks and bring you current to what's going on in 90 days. Yeah. The other way. The other way. The other way. All right. So, um, first people, first people, Ari and Binyam. All right. Go ahead. All right. So, um, the last time we saw Ari and Binyam, she was about to give birth um, she had to have like an emergency C-section. It was super scary for her. So she does give birth to baby Avi, which she was like really scared to do, which I was like, yeah, I would be too, uh, especially yeah. in a whole other. And they told her it was like, she went in for an, like a standard checkup and they mm-hmm. were like, okay, so you're going to give birth. And they were like, okay, so like what day should I expect to do that? And they were like, today now now yeah, like right the fuck now yeah <laughs> and I was like damn dude if that was me I yeah. would be what especially yeah. since her mom and dad were like due to come like a week later mm. so she could have waited until but you know it babies come whenever they're gonna come exactly I mean I don't I'm not a religious person but I love the quote that it's like you have plans and God laughs Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that exactly. it's like that sentiment where it's like she had plans for her parents to be there and it was like nope <laughs> not today I know but she reacted <laughs> to her c-section the way that I imagine I would where I'd be like hold on wait hold on one minute just one more minute hold on wait and they're just like okay and like put her under and I'm like damn dude like they were on top of that yeah so, I mean it was it was an issue, like, they needed it needed to, to happen, it yeah, to they were happen. like, it's happening, you know, right. like, whether you want it to or not, but, like, I would, I would have been doing the same thing, like, hold on. So, um, Ari and Binyam take the baby, uh, for vaccines, and he's supposed to get his circumcision, and, um, he gets his vaccines, and, of course, he cries, and Ari is, like, very emotional about seeing her child any in pain. Any first-time mother. Well, any anyone. I don't, any mother in I don't general, even like seeing especially. my dogs get shots. Like, Same, yeah. Let alone my child. And he's supposed to get a circumcision. And she basically, um, she takes the baby. And they just leave. And she's like, the circumcision's not ha- happening today. Like, it's just not. Like, I'm not going to go through with this. Like, he already went through too much today. I refuse to go through with this. And this really upsets Binyam. Um, and we come to find out, like, Ari does want the circumcision to happen because of her pressure from her family. 
because they're Jewish. Mm -hmm. But then also it's like a big part of Binyam's culture that he wants the circumcision to happen. So they eventually go back another day and little Abby has his circumcision. And it's really sad. It is super sad. His crying. Oh my God. So like just personally, it's I'm like, if I was doing that, I probably wouldn't. But that's like completely up to other people to decide for their families and stuff. So it was hard to watch because I was like, I see where she stands mm-hmm. on that because I feel very similar. Yeah. But um, you know. It, it might be a religious thing. It might just be the way that you were raised. It might be, you know. Yeah, well, like, Binyam says, like, I don't want him to I don't want grow him to feel up different. different from, right. like, the boys that he hangs out with. Right. And Ari has the pressure from her family because they're Jewish to, to go through with the circumcision. So she feels a lot of pressure to do so. And she ends up conceding and doing so. So the other thing that she ends up conceding on is this baptism because she's Jewish and that's not part of the Jewish faith. But Binyam is so like gung ho that this baby needs to be baptized. Mm-hmm. I mean, his aunts come over like the first day that they bring the baby home and they're like, well, if he doesn't get baptized, he's going to hell. Yeah. And, and going straight to hell. And Ari's like, like okay. I, Ari's like, I don't even believe in hell, like as a Jewish person. Mm-hmm. So who are you to come in here and tell me this? Like, and what we come to find out is like, Ari just feels like she's giving up a lot and like a lot of her own expectations for her child because of Binion's culture. So I, I sympathize with her. Oh, I can definitely sympathize with her. I feel like this is one of the only times that I've been like, Hey, I think that she has the right to like say this stuff. She's she's yeah. going through a lot. Yeah. Um giving birth in a and giving birth in general. Yeah. Giving birth in a different country, giving birth away from her parents. Yeah. On top of moving to a different place, right? Like experiencing the culture, right? Becoming like one with it. Yeah. And then the clash of the religions. Yeah. And it's like, this is really overwhelming and she has every right to be, um, like protective yeah, and wanting to not even just protective of her child, but protective of herself and her, her values and her morals. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting to watch that for sure. Um, so, uh, um, in a, in another episode, we see that she's struggling to parent on her own, um, because Binyam goes back to work and he's working like two other jobs and they're at night. And when he comes home, he's tired. He doesn't want to talk. And, um, she has this like conversation with him and she's like, listen, like I'm alone here. I can't have conversations with an infant. I need like human interaction and you go to work. And I respect that. But when you come home, you're too tired to like give me or him any kind of attention. And I'm not having conversations like I'm super lonely. Like, and I totally feel for her on this. Like, I can't imagine like you don't have any friends to just like bullshit with. Like, who are you having conversations with? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like. I just feel really bad for her. And then um, Wish, who is Binyam's sister and one of Binyam's friends come to visit her and uh, Abby while Binyam's at work. And Wish is like kind of like reinforcing all of her uh, uh, Ari's insecurities. She's like, oh, well. You know, he's out at the club at night and he's around all these beautiful people. And, well, you know, he has a thing for foreigners. Mm. And Ari's like, what the fuck? Like, why are you telling me this? Like, why would you even say that? Like, why are you trying to plant these seeds of doubt in my mind about my man? But it works. Because then we see, like, they're getting ready for... Ari's parents to come visit and see the baby for the first time. And Binyam's like trying to get the apartment ready. He's putting a toilet seat on. <laughs> Which I'm like, that. you don't even. 
You don't have a toilet seat. Oh my god. Wow, privilege. And what has she been doing this entire time? Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, Binyam's there and he's like working on the toilet, and Ari comes and she's like. I'm just going to reiterate to you, like, I don't feel comfortable with the fact that you work in this industry where you're talking to women all the time. You're gone all the time. You're gone at night all the time. And then when you come home, you don't want to talk to me. Like, I'm feeling really insecure, basically, was her point. And he's just basically, like, not having any of it. Like, he's not, he doesn't seem to be sympathetic to her viewpoint at all. And, um... So she is like, you know, I have to go through your phone at night and I, I look at your messages and she was like, and one time I called one of the girls that's in your phone as, and as soon as I started speaking English to them, they hung up on me. I don't know. I'm like, is it that they were speaking English and she was like, this is weird and like hung up or is it that but you she knew, knew you, that but you knew who you were getting a call from if you had Binyam in your phone right right, right. so you know right and, and Binyam should have told you I have a girlfriend who's American who speaks even if he doesn't say who's American or he can literally say, I have a girlfriend, have a girlfriend period I, right period and a baby at home right So as they're having like this uh, interaction, he gets a message on her on his phone and she's like, give me your phone. And he's like, well, wait, I just got a message. And she goes, give me your phone. I'll read you the message to you. And he's like, are you serious? And she just takes the phone out of his hands and she starts looking at it. And then she's like, do you want me to do this all the time? And just like, Every person who calls, I'll just start saying, hey, this is Binyam's girlfriend. Do you know that he has a baby? Right. And um, so you can, there's major shit going on there. Like there's major trust issues and stuff that are happening. And Ari says, like, I believe trust is built. Yeah. It's not something that I just give to you. And it, I, I agree and also disagree, though, because I was like. Okay, what to, has he done to, to show, me? Yeah, exactly. Right? To me, I'm like, I trust you until you give me a reason not to trust you. Yeah. However, I do agree that trust is built. And so it's like, okay, yeah. if you like do something. Right. And she knows that he has because she's like already called and yeah. gotten that reaction. Well, and also like, if you're looking at his previous relationship, I'm like, 99% certain that his American wife left him last time because of these same reasons. So it's like, Binyam, change your ways. Like, maybe don't give up like the club scene, but give your wife more attention. Cause it seems to be that's all she's asking for. Like, she's not necessarily saying, like, I expect you to stop working with all these females, but just like, come home and have a conversation with me. Right. Be transparent. Like, let me know what's going on. Like, I don't know. It just seems, and I really like Binyam. I don't think he's like a malicious person, but it just seems like you're making the same mistakes over and over again. So this all takes place the same day that Ari's parents are arriving in Ethiopia and he goes to the airport to pick up Ari's parents. He brings um, Ari's mom flowers and also his dad flowers. I know. I was like, that's so cute. It's sweet. I, I think it's very sweet, <laughs> but it is also very awkward watching that because he's just like, oh, for me. Ari's dad was like, uh, these are for me though. And I was like, uh, I, I, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. So they bring him home and, um, obviously they are over the moon excited to meet Abby, um, and see their grandson. And it's really sweet. It I is. mean, it's super sweet, but then <laughs> that night he has to go into work. So like the first night her parents are there. Uh-huh. You're leaving. My favorite part is just that 
her mom is so straightforward. Yeah. And so like, yeah. you're not going to fuck around. So she was just like, oh, you just don't know when you're going to work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you just don't know. Well, because Binion's like, well, I messed oh, up the schedule. Yeah, yeah. Last so she was like, oh, so you just found out? And he's like, right. well, I knew. And she's like, oh, you knew though. Right. Okay. So you yeah. just, you just <laughs> forgot to tell your wife. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's messed up. And our... Ari is like, I'm super worried about the impression that he's leaving at my parents right now because yeah. what the hell? Because it sounds like he just wants to play ass bongos. <laughs> ass bongos. Just burped in your face. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry, you just ate it. I <laughs> Tastes like ketchup and onions. <laughs> Ew. Okay. okay. <laughs> Next couple, Devin and Jihoon. So, oh my God, this is so long ago, which we're going back to, but they moved into a new apartment. Oh, um, I know, right? <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, and then Devin goes to Jihoon's new work. That's my favorite part of the entire thing. And Jihoon's new work is where he, like, repairs cell phones it's like he buys yeah no well that's the thing is like it's weird because she asks him during this like what do you do with the phones and he buys them and then sends them somewhere else to be repaired and then they sell it so he sells broken phones like he buys broken phones sends them to a repair like they somebody else buys them a repair shop buys them and then repairs them and sells them. And she's like, he's like a middle middleman. Yeah, like a middle middleman. Yeah. And so I'm like, are you like the one that answers the call? And then it's just like, okay, I got a guy. You know what I mean? Like, I know someone who I can got do a this. Guy. <laughs> so you want a cell phone? <laughs> you I got a cell phone. Check Rolex. Got the gold watches. <laughs> These are Rolexes, 20 bucks. So, um, <laughs> the thing that like cracked me up about this entire thing is that like, when she's like, finds out that this is what he does, she's like, wouldn't you make more money if you just repaired them yourself <laughs> and then sold them? And he's just like, oh, you don't know about what I do. Like you, you <laughs> shut up, you know? <laughs> so then she's like, oh, um, and like turns to his boss and she's like, did you know that he sold like stolen phones phones before (laughs) hi nice to meet you thanks for hiring my fucking no good for good for nothing husband basically were you aware of his felony but also (laughs) you know you're letting him work with cell phones but really he steals cell phones and sells them she's like bus (laughs) and she's like yeah like yeah knocked him right underneath it like that bus way it was like yeah like seriously yeah hit him twice and then you see like the employer and he's like in an interview and he's like yeah i had no idea that yeah no clue and then he but the nice thing is though that, that he's like uh it doesn't it doesn't worry me because I can tell that he is like a good guy or whatever and I'm like he's saying this for the camera you know what I mean like he's like sorry dude I'm not gonna get you fired on camera because we don't do that shit but also (laughs) find another job right um so ridiculous that part is so funny so um then we see the scene where they go meet um Jihoon's friends in the park so there's another bus coming and she puts him <laughs> right underneath that one too is really what happened so they go to this park and there's like a bunch of tents set up and she was like if you see a park with a bunch of tents set up in America that's where they give out free meth and I'm no like, one is giving out free no meth. one is giving out free meth have you watched Breaking <laughs> Bad you pay for that shit nobody's giving out free free meth like you sound oh, okay you sound like a 1980s you like, sound rich psa about <laughs> halloween candy right. where it's like dude no one is fucking drugging There's, your kids with yeah health. they're putting like, fucking meth in the house they, uh no no People are making money off that shit. They don't care if you're a little... Nobody is giving that shit out for free. They don't care if your little eight-year-old is stripping balls. Like, they want their money. 
Like this is not. If I was gonna do that, I'd make sure I did it at a place where I could watch it happen. Right, like, like, right, like this. Go home and trip balls. I'm I'm having a great time. Right, like Like, nobody does that. That's not a thing. Oh my god, she's so stupid. Okay, so anyways, (laughs) so they go, they meet his friends in this park, and so Jihoon like leaves for some reason. He's like walking the kids around the park for a second, so she has this moment, which TLC producers. For sure, set up. But um, then sh- she's like asking him if um, Jihoon has cheated on her. They're like, no. Well, because she found naked pictures in his phone, and they weren't like naked pictures of like girls posing. They were like naked selfies. Oh, okay. You've just never heard of OnlyFans. <laughs> So noted. Of course, his friends don't rat him out. Of course, they're like, "No, Jihoon wouldn't do that." Like, we don't know of anything. Blah 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 blah. Like, what kind of answer were you expecting to get, Devin? Right. Like, did you just think, like, upon your first time of meeting Jihoon's friends, that they were going to be like, "Oh yeah, he cheats on you all constantly." Like, where? First of all, anytime that this happens, regardless of who the fuck you are. Anytime that this happens, in my head, I go, where does this person's loyalty lie? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to go and ask my boyfriend's best friend if he cheats on me, that's the dumbest shit I right, could possibly do. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, that's the dumbest shit. What makes him yeah. go, oh, I better tell Lauren the truth <laughs> compared to I better fucking tell some right. lie to protect my buddy. Right. Like, exactly. Like, come Durr. on. Be realistic, of course. Devin. They've known this. They've known June forever. So, like, of course, they're not going to, like, say. If they do know, they're not going to say. No. So, that was freaking stupid. So, she confronts him at dinner, like, later on. And he says, like, he was looking at porn. And um, he, like, laughs because he's so embarrassed. It's really funny. This is a very funny scene. And he goes... I use it just my hand. <laughs> That's what he says. I use it just my hand. And uh, <laughs> and so she asks, like, has he cheated in the past? And uh, he says, yeah, just one time. But keep in mind, they're, like, so young, like, so it could have been like a stupid high school thing he's referring to. Who knows? Yeah, it's not have you cheated in the past on me. It's have right. you cheated in the past in general. In general. Right. And she says that she looks at him looking at porn as him cheating on her. Okay. I don't agree with I this. do not agree with that at I all. I mean, I would maybe agree with this if it was like a severe problem. Um. Okay, yeah. Also, uh, like, but it doesn't seem to be a severe problem. Like you, if I'm like laying in bed next to you and you're just over there, like fapping away, I'm going to be like, <laughs> I'm going to be like, uh, I'm literally right here. You know what I mean? Like there's like multiple perfectly good holes that you could be, Dude, stop it. I'm dead. you could be like utilizing this entire thing next to you, but you're not. So go to the fucking bathroom if you really need to. Like, don't let me just like watch you. Like, that's crazy. But to the me. thing is, is like sh- that's not even what her issue was. No. Like, did she even know that was happening? I don't. Well, clearly not. But I'm like, okay. So here's the thing, though, is that clearly she did not know that that was what was happening. (laughs) She was, like, sound asleep, like, or in another room. I don't fucking know. She's comatose. Drisella is drawing on her face. June is fapping in the bathroom. (laughs) He's, like, hunched over. (laughs) Sweating profusely. I cannot. Oh, my God. That is Looking at anime characters. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. It's not even like, who cares though? You know what I mean? Like, who fucking cares? Like, get over it. (laughs) 
So just be aware that that's a thing. Anyway, so he says this, right? He's just like, uh, and my favorite part, they are literally the comedic relief of this entire show at this point. Because, like, the rest of it is just, like, real unfortunate, like, all the time. And you're like, man, <laughs> this is insane what's happening right now. But also, then there's Jihoon and Devin. My stomach hurts. And he goes, <laughs> I'm just going to power through this. So he goes, um, if I ever, she goes, I want you to like delete all the photos. Uh, and he says, if I ever download again, I, I'll, I'll cut, cut, I'll cut my dick off. off. <laughs> and she just kind of like... <laughs> I couldn't even keep a straight face because she couldn't even keep a straight face. She just kind of like looked at him and she was like, seems kind of drastic. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, thing. <laughs> thing. Pretty fucking drastic. Dude. <laughs> like, but she did say once a cheater, always a cheater. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I can't even, you know what? I, I can't say that. That's stupid too. That's yeah. Stupid. I mean, people do shit when they're young and when they're stupid. Yeah. Or if, even just in a shitty, right. unhappy a shitty relationship, relationship, right? Like shit happens. Yeah, I don't condone that behavior, but it's not like it's never happened before. Okay, so we're gonna flip the switch <laughs> real quick. So back to the terrible life. Back to terrible. So yeah. we find out that Devin had a miscarriage. Oh, and um, she said that like they found out that they were pregnant and. She was scared at first, but then became super excited. Um, but then finds out that she had miscarried. Um, but this miscarriage seems to bring them momentarily closer together, Jihoon and Devin. He's mm-hmm. he's at, he's being super compassionate towards her about it and really trying to help her as much as he can, um, which is wonderful. Um, so then also Devin, or sorry. Uh, Jihoon's mom decides to take her out just to like get her mind off of things and they go to this modern Korean museum and the museum looks freaking amazing it like, looks really cool I, I thought you were gonna say the opposite and I no was like, it's so freaking cool like it's all set up like um a Korean like town Mm-hmm. And they're walking through these different buildings, but it's all indoors and it's so cool. So they can go into these different shops and see these different like traditional Korean shops and whatever. It looks so freaking awesome. And like Devin and Jihoon's mom, obviously Jihoon's, well, not obviously, but Jihoon's mom doesn't speak like any English. And so like they had the translator there with them, but like, Half the time they didn't even need it because they were just like laughing together. Yeah, they were just enjoying like the they time were just together. like enjoying their time together. It just seems like this was one moment that seems like Devin even said good. I don't think that either of us can understand each yeah. other, but we're having fun. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, that's that it really yeah. did seem like that. Like they were just enjoying having fun. With yeah. Them. And Jihoon's mom just explains like how after they found out about the miscarriage that she just felt like so much compassion for Devin mm-hmm. as a mother and just really wanted to like reach out and like let her know that she wasn't alone and that she was being supported. So that was like one. That's really cool. of Yeah. Mom. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because they I mean, in some cultures, they blame a woman for that. Yeah. So that's um, true. So that was really cool that like she reached out and like knew that Devin was hurting and was in a bad place and she was feeling really alone and his mom reached out and like did the special thing with her. I thought that was cool. Yeah. And plus I've always wanted to go to South Korea. So if I ever go, I'm finding that fucking museum because that museum was, it did look really cool. Actually. I was like, it was like, where the fuck are they? Yeah. Like I need to know where this museum is because it's frigging cool as shit. Um, all right. So that basically wraps up Devin and Jihoon. So wait, really quickly. I just want to say about that, that I really liked the part where she said, this museum is really cool. And the translator said, this museum is really chilly. And and her mom just, or the uh, Jihoon's mom basically just kind of was like, "Hmm." (laughs) 
<laughs> like the fucking translator strikes again. I was like, oh, okay. So she just looks like a fucking idiot Dude, because she's probably like, it's hot. Here, that fucking but... translator needs its own show. It like was... that translator is prime. the key. Like it's, prime. it's, it's the monster. Like... <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Okay. So um, the next couple that we see is Summit and Jenny. Where do we leave off with them? So we have. Sorry, I'm sick, guys. She's not sick. I'm she has like allergies. Sinus-y. That's totally different. It's so gross, though, because everyone thinks that I have COVID. Oh God! Immediate. Sorry, I don't want to. I'm not going to. <laughs> I was going to cough on you, but then I was like, "That's not don't funny. cough on me." She's well. First of all, we're within proximity that it wouldn't matter. She could literally just talk at me, and I'd be like, <laughs> within like a week. So. Um, Summit and Jenny, go. Okay. So, um, last time we saw them, his wife was trying to take him to court for more money than he had already had to give up. Than the 20,000. She was looking for like $500 a month extra. Like, I guess in, in America, we we would call that a spousal support. Mm -hmm. Um, that's basically what she wanted. Alimony. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the judge denies the request. So. Now we see the divorce hearing and um, he, a friend picks him up. He goes to the divorce hearing. His dad meets him there and the judge uh, grants the divorce. Um, so he's elated. He feels free. He feels like this is amazing. So afterwards, he goes to get lunch with like his best friend and his dad and his dad says to him, just because you have a divorce, we're not going to accept Jenny. We will never accept her. So just like, it's like, he's feeling this huge relief. And then all of a sudden it's like, Pop. Yep. <laughs> just kidding. We still don't accept Jenny. So, um, submit goes back to Jenny afterwards and um the next day he sets up like this altar for prayers for their relationship and to signify like their new relationship taking a new stop and it, it's like super sweet and like really sentimental like that he does this um I I thought it was it was pretty cool um and then afterwards he's talking to Jenny and, and they're talking about their ring ceremony well where when will the ring ceremony be Ring ceremonies are super huge in India. It's like an engagement party times 10 um, where they, it's a huge deal there. And so they want to start planning this ring ceremony so that they can get married. And um, he says he wants his parents to be a part of the ring ceremony, but then tells Jenny, by the way, my dad just said, Basically, he's never going to accept us as a couple. Um, and Jenny's like, why didn't you tell me this yesterday? Um, and he was like, well, I didn't want to ruin the mood of the fact that I got a divorce. Like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he promises her that he's not going to let anyone stop them from getting married. So she still seems hopeful at like the end of this all. Four days later, coronavirus uh, lockdown hits India. Um, And Samit is showing home videos of empty streets. Jenny is zooming home to her daughter in California, Christina. And Christina's like bawling. Like she's so worried about Jenny. Um, And Jenny is like, you know, I'm aware of my age. And I'm aware of the fact that this. Um, I'm, I'm at risk. She's in the bracket. Yeah. She's yeah. So she's super at risk for, for getting coronavirus and having it be awful. Um, and, but then also we learn, which I had no idea that submit is diabetic. Yeah. I never saw anything like that yeah. in multiple. Seasons. Yeah. Right. So, um, submit has diabetes. So he's also super at risk. Um, so they show us kind of just them having fun in quarantine together. They seem to be enjoying each other. They're playing games and everything. 
Um, then they find out that the lockdown is extended, just like we found out. And um, she's worried because she's there on a visa and her visa is going to run out. And she needs to get married before the end of her visa. Right now, or when this was filmed, India was extending her visa like temporarily. But she's like, I have no idea when that's going to run out or when they have to get married. Right. Like, I'm going to have to like this has to happen at some point. Like my visa is not going to keep getting extended. Um, So. Uh, basically that was all we saw from them is like how the coronavirus hit them. And that was, that was really crazy because it seemed like, I mean, it's like four days before he's at court and they're having, and they're having, and then it's like four days later, everything's done. Right. And they're just one thing that she did say was, you know, like we vowed this time that nothing would stop us. Mm -hmm. And then COVID hit and it's like, this will stop us. Yeah, sure will. And, and yeah, and that's like insane to me. Like I was like, I feel, I feel for this woman because I feel like she has gone through a lot. I mean, they've been together for a very long time. Yeah. Years and years. And he got married. And in he got married in between, <laughs> got a divorce. And then finally, you know, she's lived there. What? Three times now. Yeah. Um, well, she's yeah. gone there three times to live there at least. And now this thing is happening. It's like, well, you can't really stop mm-hmm. a pandemic. Right. Yeah. So it's a huge thing that's in their way this time. All right. Next couple of Yasin and Brittany. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. I agree. All right. So, um, Yasin. Oh so she's living in, um, she's back in Florida and um she was finally granted her divorce so um she's planning like her next trip back out to jordan whatever in the meantime we find out that yazan was kicked out of his house he was fired from his job which his dad was employing him so his dad fired him um basically because of rumors about Brittany and about him and Brittany. So they all saw these pictures of Brittany on Instagram dressed in like a thong bikini and she's posing. Not I'm saying like for them. No, no, no. I'm saying like her breasts were out girl. Like, well, I mean like it wasn't like she had like nipple out, but it was like, you know, she was wearing like a bikini top, like a very, very well. Small not only that, the top. one picture of her in the thong with her ass. Oh out, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Anyways, so they all see like these pictures, and he he gets in trouble for this, and so he goes to his brother to talk, and he, basically Yazan is asking his younger brother can you please go talk to dad? Like, let him know that he raised like a God fearing son. And like, I would never do, I would never do these things. Like, because I guess there was also rumors circulating that like they had made a porno together. together. Mm -hmm. Um, so he wants him to go talk to his dad. So his brother goes and he talks to Yazan's dad And his dad has the Instagram pics on his phone. And he's like, Yazan has dishonored our family. Um, He has like destroyed my dignity and our family's dignity. And if he marries her, I will kill him. So let him know that your father will be your murderer. And like, he's not joking it's a a real real fucking thing like honor killing yeah it's honor killing like he is like i am going to kill him and um so anyways his brother goes back and like basically lets him know and like pleads with him and is like like give her up like what is keeping you've lost everything what is keeping you with her and he's like i'm in love with her blah 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 so knowing what Brittany is doing it pisses me off yeah I think that Yazan was definitely reacting the way that I expected him to react 
but Brittany reacted exactly the way I expected her to react. Well, and she doesn't care. No, and that's the thing. She doesn't know what the fuck is going on in another culture. She doesn't. She doesn't care to find out. Right. She doesn't understand like how serious this actually is for Yazan, and she doesn't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. She doesn't care. She doesn't give a shit that his family is literally saying, I'm going to murder you. Yeah. Like, literally. Like, like I'm not, not just saying, like, I'm going to kill you. Figuratively. It's like, I'm it's going like to literally, kill this you. is going to be an honor killing. And I don't even care that cameras are taping me right now when I tell you this. Like, there's going to be an honor killing. It's insane. It's insane. So, um, we see Brittany in Florida, and she is just. Brittany, I can't, I just can't with her. I literally cannot with her. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so she's, the next major part is that she's getting ready to go to Jordan, um, back to Jordan to see Yazan, and her best friend is going to be meeting her there. And on her way to uh, the airport, Yazan calls her and shows her pictures because he got in a car accident and he ruined his car. And it comes across kind of, and I think this is a language barrier of him, like kind of blaming her for the car accident. And that's how she takes it. However, when he explains it further, I think what he meant was like, I just want some sympathy from you. I just want mm-hmm. some empathy. Like, not only is have I been fired from my job, have I been kicked out of my family? I just got in this car accident. I've been doing all of these things for, for you. you. Mm-hmm. For you. I just want some empathy to the fact. And she is zero empathy. She does not care. She's basically like, she's he's like, pissed off that yeah. he got into an accident with a car. I didn't even know he had. And it's like, right. well, he got the car for the two of you, right. not just right. for himself. Right. And then she's like, she says, I'm not going to put up with his broke ass, dusty ass, mama boy's ass. I'm like, I need that on a mug. <laughs> dusty ass. Dust, dusty ass mama's boy. Wait, hold on. It's mama's broke boys, ass, broke ass, dusty, dusty ass mama's, mama's boy ass. Girl, I need that on a wine glass. Girl, I'm not gonna put up with that. Girl. <laughs> so she has zero empathy for him. Um. So his life has basically been destroyed because of Brittany, but. She, she eventually just at first she's like, I'm not going to go to Jordan anymore. This is all remind you. She's on her way to the airport decides she's not going to go to the Jordan, go to Jordan, go to the Brittany. The Brittany. <laughs> and then all of a sudden decides, no, you know what? I am going to go to Jordan. I'm going to meet my best friend there and we're going to have a girl's trip and I'm not going to see you son. And um, so she gets on the plane. She goes to Jordan. She meets up or sorry. She gets off the plane. Yazan is there to pick her up. She says she didn't see him and just leaves the airport. And he calls her freaking out. He's like, there's no way you did not see me. I was there. I was waiting to pick you up. I still wanted to see you. And at this point, he's like, I hate her and I love her. And I was like, Oh, that is so relatable. That's a thing. That is so relatable. I hate you and I love you. Um, That's a thing. So anyways, so she goes to her hotel. She doesn't see Azan. Her best friend shows up. Brittany's been drinking in the hotel room a little bit. Yazan calls her and basically starts freaking out on her and is like, I was at the airport. How did you not see me? Like, that's so rude. And she's like, I'm not going to be manipulated this way. I'm not going to be treated bad this way. And she starts hitting her phone. And her best friend is there. And her best friend is like, Brittany, like. What's going on? Like, this is crazy. Like, this is nuts. And her best friend is like, 
then in a private interview is like, I think this is all like a defense mechanism. Like, I think like she's trying not to get hurt, but acting like an asshole in the meantime, which, okay, if that's true, I kind of get it. Like you're, you're like doing everything in your power to like push away from this person and be like, I'm not going to get hurt. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like, you look like a jerk. You look like Like a total total jerk. Um, so then her and her girlfriend decide to go out in Jordan because it's a girl's trip and they're out at this restaurant and Brittany is lit. She is totally lit. And Yazan calls her and is like, where are you at? I'm going to come pick you up. And they get in like another fight. And then she finally concedes and is like, come pick me up. And Brittany's girlfriend is like, I don't think this is a good idea, Brittany. Like, maybe we maybe sh- don't. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Um, and that's where we leave off. So we're gonna see when Yazan picks her up at this restaurant when she's all lit. Just like drunk as and fuck. by the way. The big deal is, is like, I don't care if a woman gets lit, but the big deal is because they're in Jordan and obviously Yazan is from a super conservative family where it's not appropriate for women to drink. Well, not to mention that just, I think in general, like generally speaking, like people, like regardless of whether or not she's dating someone in Jordan, it's like, I don't think that like women are like, like accepted to like be doing like acting like that. So... I mean, it's never a good idea to get totally well, don't wasted. don't get fucking wasted. And yeah. Then ha- and then I can't go in a car with your boyfriend who you've mm-hmm. been fighting with for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Never a good idea, no matter what country you're in. Maybe don't. But it's super, like, it's. I just feel like it's more of like a fuck you to him and his culture. Because she knows this is one of the things that they argue about. And this is one of the things that they don't see eye to eye on. And now she's there in his country. And now she's like, I'm going to get lit and you do whatever I want. I get to do whatever I want. Exactly. That's what it is. Like she doesn't have to do whatever she doesn't have any, um, in front of him. She doesn't care about his culture Mm -hmm. and what's important to him. And what he values. The thing is that's like she knows that whatever she does, regardless of whether or not he's there, will get back to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she's doing whatever she wants, not even going like, oh, he can see me doing mm-hmm. it, but that he will he will see, see me doing, doing it. it. Right. Even if it's on her own social and media. And this is a giant F you to you and your family. Right. And here's the thing. I'm all about that girl. Like, I'm so about that life. However, you're with a man who is from a super, 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 super conservative Muslim family, and he has expressed that this is very important to him. So if you care at all about him, tone it down. Yeah. Like if you care at all and you want this relationship to work, tone it down. If you don't, that's fine. Yeah, go do crazy. You, you do, do you, you girl. You like, do. I'm not judging like, you. You're leaving. Like, you're leaving anyway. Like, drink but all the tequila staying shot. there. And making it work, which mm, you say that's that, not yeah. going to happen, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah, no, that's I not already gonna know happen. it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Okay. So, Chase Suck and Melissa. Okay. Okay. So, she had sex with someone while they were on a break, which we discussed this last time because that was, like, my favorite thing ever. Like, we're on a break. Um, And so, his mom and aunt are coming to visit them in in Colombia, like uh, Cheese Sick would say. And um, they're, like, Melees and Tim are having this conversation about whether or not they need to tell his mom that she had sex with somebody else while they were on a break. And Maylees is like, well, I don't need, I, I don't know why your mom needs to know that. And because your parents need to know when he did that. And um, yeah, she's just an ass about it. Like, here's the thing is like, I feel like there is a way to make your point in her case to be like, listen, I don't feel like she needs to know that because we weren't together at the time. Um, 
where when you did it, we were together. So you cheated on me and you betrayed me, but she doesn't vocalize it in that way. And she doesn't articulate it in that way. Instead, she's just an ass about it. And she's just like, well, I don't know why your mom needs to know that. Well, that, that's the thing is that if you don't like articulate an ass. that, then my retort can be because you, I had me. to tell. Right. Right, so right. you have to tell too. Right. Where if she would have said, oh, well, the difference is, is that you cheated on me and I didn't cheat right. on you. We were like not actually together. Right. Then I could be like, oh yeah, you're right. That's not really a thing, mm-hmm. you know, but she doesn't, mm-hmm. she doesn't ever do that. Right. And make sure that he knows the difference. Because she's an ass. She's an ass. Yeah. Um. So apparently then we learned that there was some drama between Meleza and Tim's mom. Um, apparently right after Meleza found out she was in America. I don't know the timeline on this. Like the timeline on this all seems like super mucky. So I don't know if she was like in America when she found out that Tim cheated on her or if she was back in Colombia. All I know is that there was some distance between them. At the time that he cheated on her. And for whatever reason, they were back together at some point. Tim's mom was around. Tim and May Lisa started getting in an argument about the cheating. His mom basically intervened and was on Tim's side and started yelling at May Lisa. May Lisa and her started yelling at each other. And Tim's mom was like, I'm going to call the police. And which is super fucking not cool, especially knowing that, like, she's there on a visa, she's an immigrant, like, what are you defending right now? She's not doing anything. You're in an argument and you're going to call the police. Like, she's not being, none of it was said where she was being violent. Nothing was said where she was being, like, out of control. It was just, like, an argument that they had had. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know the specifics of what happened or what went down. But Tim's mom said that she was going to call the police. And this really ruined their relationship at this point. So um, basically, Melise is talking about, like, I don't know how things are going to go. Because the last time I saw her, she was saying that she was going to call the police on me. And um, Tim is sympathetic to me, Lisa, because Tim's like, you know, when we were talking about when Melissa and my mom got in this fight, we were talking about like the fact that I had cheated on her. Yeah. And um, then this huge police transgression like happened. And I don't blame Melissa for like being like scared and like pissed off at my mom about this because that was not fucking cool. And so, um, but he does say, I really would love if you and my mom could try to talk this out and try to make this work. And it isn't unrealistic. It's not because they're trying to make things work between them. So you're going to have to try to make things work with his mom because he shows no sign of the fact that he's going to drop his mom. So um, his mom and Melissa kind of work things out in a marketplace. Um, They kind of just say like they respect each other and things are cool. And it seems at this point that their relationship is starting to look up um so that's them they're super boring last couple and they're super boring <laughs> they're super boring cheese stick is cheese stick is exactly what you would think of a like like okay like you bought some cheese sticks from walmart and <laughs> and, like Bosco and you're like really wasted <laughs> one night and you're like i'm gonna throw these cheese sticks in the microwave and you nuke them for 30 seconds and you pull it out and the cheese stick is just kind of like flimsy <laughs> and shitty that's tim oh A my flimsy <laughs> shitty cheese stick just flailing. I'm like, I feel like that's a really accurate way to describe him. Yeah. Like, is that's it? No spice, no sauce, just a flimsy fucking mozzarella stick covered in disgusting 
fucking breadcrumbs that you just nuked. So just like falling over. You just nuked for 30 seconds in the microwave. It's really just like rubbery and you can yeah, it's just like kind of splint back and forth and you're like there's nothing that could ever bring this back to life. Right. It's just like there's no spice and this this cheese stick just keeps saying things like Colombia. Colombia. You're like like, fuck you cheese stick. Fuck you. Anyway. Last couple. All right, let's do Kenny it. Kenny and Armando. Kenny and Armando. Okay, so really, this is going to be super short because really we see nothing with them in the past two episodes other than they go to go get their marriage license and it's denied immediately. Um, and But the woman at the office that they go to um, that denies them is like, you can tell like, she has such compassion for them and is like, here's the thing. We have to deny you outright. Like, that's what my bosses are telling me. But here's the next step you need to take. And I will put all the paperwork forward to the next person so you can, like, go argue this so that you can get your your marriage license. And so, basically, that's where we're left off. And it's super disappointing and super sad to see how um, a gay couple is is treated um in other parts of the world and Kenny is like so discouraged and so sad about it all but um Armando's like here's the thing like yeah she said no but she's on our side like she told us she's gonna help us and she's gonna get all the paper and she told us exactly where we need to go like this isn't her decision it's the state's decision and so Armando just kind of tries to like talk some like calm into the situation because you can tell like Kenny's like Kenny's crying, um, rightfully so, um, in the situation. It's really sad for me because I know that Kenny just really wants to have their yeah. like relationship be validated. Well, especially because he needs to start working. Yeah, he yes, he does. And I have no clue how they intend on like navigating that. Yeah. And like what exactly is going to happen with that yeah um I feel like I feel like they have a lot that needs to be like talked about too because like we saw in a couple of episodes back when it was like with him and Hannah and and our Armando was like you have to talk about things like nicer so I do like have some concerns about whether or not they can, but Kenny has raised multiple children. He has. And here's the thing with them. Both of them is like, they're so logical and so reasonable that even when Kenny is being unreasonable, Armando can bring him back down to earth. Right. And that's why I'm like, they are going to survive over any couple. Like they are totally going to make it because like, they're open to that. Like they're open to the fact that they're not perfect. And like, they think that they are like the most loved. Oh yeah. They are for the, sure. Oh, for sure. Like what, how could you, what could you hate about them? Like the funniest was like the, uh, <laughs> the meme that I sent you. Oh yeah. Brittany was wearing a shirt that said, por favor tequila. <laughs> and the meme said, Britney's shirt speaks more Spanish than Kenny. It's so true. And I was like, that is the only thing I can hate on Kenny about. I like, love that. Literally, it's so funny because it's you like, had three right, fucking you had three years, years. You had three years to learn anything, and right. you learned literally nothing. Mucho gusto, mucho gusto, guacamole. I hate it. Like that's Kenny. Um, but super funny. So, um, that basically brings us to an end for 90 day. Um, I don't think we've made any decisions about we have That's actually that what I was going to ask about when we log off is what we're going to do, do next week. Yeah. We've um, got a documentary to do. So we would love suggestions. If you have any great, we will definitely take suggestions. I would definitely take some comments on ones. my Facebook, her Facebook, trash, trash Facebook. We would love to hear what you guys want to hear. If next, you want to hear about a documentary, let us know. Cause we want to do that. We don't have one lined up. Documentary Dave is waiting for us <laughs> patiently. <laughs> or not so patiently. Not so patiently. Oh God, I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, we love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in we'll with us. We'll see you, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.